Yes. burdens in here. We can fellowship in here all with among ourselves and with the Lord. So y'all let's let's get excited about this. Let's be glad that we can come in here. Even the psalmist David said that he was glad when they said let's come into the house of the Lord. Let us praise him. There was an opportunity there. So as we worship today, let's worship with that new mindset. This is not something we do just on Sundays because that's what we do on Sunday mornings because that's what America does on Sunday mornings. This is an opportunity. This is a blessing. So let's come in with that mindset today. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, I would like to welcome you here. I would like to welcome our online congregation as well. Again, you are just as much part of this service as the people are here. Welcome to those that are here with us and are celebrating with us in person today. And we are glad you are here. And look around to one or two people and tell them that you're glad that you see them. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're here. This is a lot of times a place where we get to see people we don't always get to see during the week. But they're still our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? We also um, have the opportunity to give in our offering. We have offering baskets on both ends and up here in the front. Uh, during this time, you can come up and actually give your offering. We do not pass around an offering basket, but you can come up and give your offering whenever you are led during the service. And I'm sorry, I almost forgot our um, faith statement. But we also have a faith statement. This is a statement of our faith. This is what we're believing in. And this is what we are coming with expectation. So let's go ahead and get to our faith statement. All right. How many of you have memorized this? How many of you say it at other times during the week than just here at Sunday? All right. Because this is not just applicable on Sunday. This is applicable in our lives. So let's join together. We are sword drawn, word ready, purpose filled. We will not be denied. And in Jesus' name, we will do everything. Not somehow, but triumphantly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is our faith statement over our offering. Again, when we give into the house of the Lord, we are asking him to use that money for his service. And we get, guess what, blessings from that. So we're just stating to the Lord what we already know. Yes. As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease,
blessing and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs that I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And church, look what this says. Have you ever known God to give you just enough? Have you ever known God to give you less than enough? He always provides more than enough. More than now, enough. Right. That more than enough is not just for you to hoard away in your bank account, to go out and buy new stuff with and, you know, to, to do everything else with. God gives us enough to take care of ourselves, but he gives us more than enough. Why? So that we can give into the kingdom. And as Pastor Simmons said, I give to get to get to give. That's the purpose of God blessing us. Not so that we can go for, grow fat and lazy on what he's providing us. It's to give out. The more we give, the more we get. So let's remember that today. And as we end today, I want to read Psalms 150. Psalms 150, if you read like 40, Psalm 47, 48, 49, they're all praises to God. There's praises for creation. There's praises for salvation. And Psalm 150 ends with praise. I'm going to read that today. It starts out, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with the clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, we serve a great God. Amen. Let's say you give life.
just doesn't mean this globe that we live on. It means this church, your family, your earth, your little part of earth. Come on, let's shout it out this morning. Come on, confess it. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry.
Come on, nothing like grace. Lord, we thank you for your grace, God. You are more than enough for us, Jesus. Come on, say beyond my wildest dreams. Beyond all my wildest dreams. Your grace is alive in me. I'm caught in the overflow of mercy that won't let go. Come on, say that again, beyond.
facing today, Jesus is all you need. Come on, he is Jehovah Jireh. Let's say that this morning. Jireh, you are enough. Tell him he's enough. Jireh, you are enough. I will. And I will be content in every Forever enough, forever enough, 
never enough, always enough, more than enough. Come on, let's say Jaira. Tell him. Jaira, you are. Yes, you are. Jaira, you are enough. I will, and I will be content in every circumstance. Jaira, you are I'm telling he's forever enough. You're forever enough, always enough, more than enough. Say, I'm already loved. I'm already loved. I'm already chosen. I know who I am. I know what you've spoken. I'm already loved. More than I could imagine. Say that is. And that is enough. Come on, you know it now. Confess this. I'm already Chosen. I know who I am. I know what you've spoken. I'm already loved more than I could imagine. Come on, and that is enough. I'm already loved. Yes, I am. I'm already loved. Already chosen. I know who I am. We're going to confess that again. I'm already, already loved. Yes. I'm already chosen. I know who I am. I know what you've spoken. I'm already loved. More than I could imagine. And that is enough. Say I'm already loved. I'm already loved. Confidence. I know who I am. I know what you've spoken. I'm already loved more than I could imagine. And that is enough. Say that is enough. That is enough. Say it again. Come on, that is. That is enough. Come on. knows what it's like to be in want? Who else knows what it's like not to be able to pay your bills? Not to even know what it's like to get by half the time. You barely, you're barely scratching by. How many of us know what it's like to be prosperous? To have more than you ever imagined that you would have in your life. But what's important about this? He is enough. What did Paul say? He said, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have nothing to, to sleep outside. I know what it's like. 
I know what it's like to abound, to have more than enough. And some of us are going through seasons right now where we have to remind ourselves, I'm already chosen. I'm already loved. And there's a spirit of freedom trying to break through in this place today. And I feel it from the moment we stepped into prayer at 9.30 a.m. to the moment I stepped into the service and we started singing. What are all these songs saying? He is more than enough. His grace is more than enough to take us into the next level. And we talk about we want growth, but there's a battle that takes place for us to get there. So I want us to press into this song saying, Jehovah Jireh, you are enough. I will be content when in every circumstance. I will come to church and I will rejoice when I have nothing. And I will come to church and I will rejoice and raise my hands because your grace is enough. Do you realize without his grace, we wouldn't be here. Right. Without the grace that was shed on the cross through his blood, we wouldn't be here. Right. We would have no hope as Gentiles, as Gentiles, non-Jewish people, we would have no hope. But through the grace, through amazing grace, Miss Jackie, through amazing grace, through Jehovah Jireh, who is more than enough, we will, this church will be content. When we are abounding, when we are struggling, we will be content. But we need to press in. Do you hear me? Every person in this building has to press in. Do we all know about the story of Achan? He sinned and the whole country, the whole nation of Israel struggled. They were all punished. We all have to press in today. Not just the pastors, not just the leadership. We have to press in. Because there's a spirit of freedom we have to usher in. Let's sing this again. Let's be expectant for breakthrough. Miss Rhonda, I see you girl back there praising. Let's praise through our situations. Let's expect healing. Let's expect a new thing today. But we have to be expectant. And we have to press in. And we have to fight. Even though sometimes it feels like it's grinding in the spirit. Yo, that's called spiritual warfare. Yes. And that's why we started this battle plan. Because I knew that this church had been under spiritual warfare for years. Yes. This church had been stuck by this hedge of oppression. This stronghold for years. But we're fighting through. And it starts today. Yes. Let's fight. Let's, let's sing this again. Come on, Jaira. Jaira, you are, you are Trusting. I'm already loved more than I could imagine. And that is 
Do you believe that today? Do you believe he's more than enough for whatever you need today? Come on, one more time. I just want you, whatever you need, I want you to just start thanking him. Come on, lift those hands. Thank you for meeting that need. Thank him for saving your loved ones. Thank you for answering that prayer. Thank you for healing your body. Come on, just thank him in advance. Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. You are more than enough for me, Jesus. You're more than enough for me, Jesus. 
look at somebody and say, he is more than enough. Come on, tell about two people. He is more than enough. I know he is. Yes, he is. Amen. Come on, you can be seated while we watch the announcements this morning. All right, good morning, everyone. Good morning online, good morning in person. It's a pleasure to be here with y'all. Um, we are gonna go ahead and dismiss Children's Church. I'm so glad, I've been hearing a lot of comments saying, oh my child, they love it, they get excited, they always ask me, are we gonna do it, are we gonna do it? You guys are gonna be over in this corner today. <laughs> no, you're good. Man, I love that Gyra song. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of that. I know it's kind of new, but um, that line where it says, I will be content within every circumstance. Or, Man, that hit home because after such a tough year, 2020 was a tough year. I don't know about it was just me or anybody else, but whew, that was tough. But I feel that coming around. It's, that, it's going up from here, right? Please, it can only go up from here, right? <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Miss Jackie. We're going to go over some women's ministry information. And look at you. I love your outfit today. <laughs> your fashion coordinator today. What can I say? I don't know why I don't bring my glasses when I come up here. I think I put it big enough and then it's not big enough. But anyway, ladies of Crossroads. Thank you, sister. And guys of Crossroads, y'all can listen so y'all can remind your wives of this, okay? Um, I have some very exciting news I'd like to share. 
Because we are actually going to have our fall retreat this year at Myrtle Beach. Hallelujah. So we're going to get to go to Myrtle Beach. Um, it's September the 24th through the 26th at Kingston Plantation like it's been in the past. Nothing has changed from the years before. Um, the total cost is $170 per person. Um, and when you, you can do this in increments, um, you know, if you can't write a check right away, just make sure, make sure, please hear me when I say this, make sure we have this to Melody by August, because we have to have that to ensure that we have our rooms. So whenever you do your tithes and your offerings, off, offerings, <laughs> offerings, I'm from the South, um, Please indicate on your envelope women's ministry retreat or some way that she can know where to put that money so we can get where we need to go. Um, we're going to have a great time this year because we've not been able to come together. So the Holy Spirit is just going to show up and just fill us up again because some of us are, are empty. I'm quite full right this minute. I'm running over, as a matter of fact. That's how I'm running my mouth like I am, um, because I talk real fast when I'm in full of the Holy Spirit. But anyway, um, please uh, hear me well. Please have this done by August. I don't want, and I want everyone to go that wants to go. So if you have any questions, I am going to ask my board members to stand up real quickly. Um, Ms. Shirley, if you'll stand, please. Uh, Leah's not here today. Miss Manda, if you'll stand. Pat Hicks is not here today. Uh, Miss Rogers, she's an alternate. Um, where are you, Miss Rogers? Where'd you go, Karen? <laughs> there you are. <laughs> and Don Cole, she is in charge of our refreshments and so forth. So, y'all, every one of these people know about what we were talking about today. So, if you have a question or concern, just get with one of them. And also, afterwards, we have the sign-up sheet. Y'all may, may sit down. We have the sign-up sheet at the Welcome Center, and Karen and Amanda be out there. Please take one of these flyers with you. This is your registration form. Make sure you turn this back in with your monies and so forth and so on. So I am just looking forward to what God is going to do in Myrtle Beach. They may have to rebuild the beach when we leave. I'm not sure. But it's going to be mighty. And thank you all. Appreciate all your support. Thank you. Miss Pat, can you go ahead and get my PowerPoint pulled up for me, please? But before we get into anything else, where's Pastor Martha? Where's she at? Can you come hither, please, Pastor Martha? And can the executive council and executive staff come up here, please? As many of you know, this is Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Martha. <laughs> this is Pastor Martha's last Sunday with us. She's going home to Florida to take over her mother's business. And we just want to bless her for her diligent service to this church for years now in the youth group and also through the worship ministry. So we just want to thank her and Let me just say a few little things. The first time I saw Martha, wait, how many years ago was that? Eight years ago. I was sitting on the front seat, and we were coming around doing something. I don't, why were we coming around? Anyway, that don't even matter. She walked by me. I said, hey, Blondie, I like your shoes. And that's how it all started. She was just a little, this Baptist girl from wherever. And um, she just got a taste of Pentecost. Come on. And she ended up, I saw her slowly on the worship tree. She always had a beautiful voice, but once she learned to just 
let go of that. I saw a hand go like this every once in a while, and then a little bit higher once in a while, until she, you know, she just be worshiping now. But um, listen, she has been a joy and a privilege. She is so talented. If y'all don't know, she's had, she's got her own florist business. She started a couple of years ago. Her mom has owned a florist back in their hometown in Titusville, Florida for years. Her mom's trying to retire, so, you know, it just kind of makes sense. She's going home eventually take over that it'll be blooms by martha she's got amazing plans god's already opened so many doors it just it's just all falling in place for her and but we for their gain our loss and we're going to miss her but i would just um ask that everybody just kind of stretch your hands toward her and let's bless her today God, we just thank you so much for who you are and the person that you are and, and, and the way you move in these services. God, we thank you for how you guide and direct our lives. God, we thank you for what brought Martha here, God. And we know looking back, it wasn't just a friend inviting her. God, it was you laying things in order in order. You are a God of order, and you work all things for our good. It may not have made sense at the time, you know, to this Baptist girl in a Pentecostal church, but God, you make all things beautiful in your time. And if we will just learn to trust you and not try to figure everything out, you work it out, God. And here she is all these years later, God, full circle, going back to her home, going back to her family. But, God, we just pray that you touch her, that you bless her, bless her indeed, enlarge her territory, keep your hand on her, keep her from evil and temptation that harm her not, and give her your peace. God, we pray, pray prosperity and blessings over her business. God, for a smooth transition from her mom's business to hers. God, in your timing, we pray for divine connections. God, for you to put everything in place right now. God, you've been moving all this time anyway, God. And we believe, God, that you're going to plant her in the, in the corporate body that you want her in. Not what's maybe expected of her from certain things or people, but God, the place that you have for her so that she can bloom where she is planted in that church body too, God, and continue to use her gifts for you. And Father, we just pray, pray, pray blessings upon her over her family. God, we just believe this is going to be a smooth transition. You're just working all things for her good. And we believe, God, whenever you move people out of our lives, in and out of our lives, God, they they leave us enriched. We leave with good memories, God, and, and we know that even though for a while they'll feel like a hole here where she was, God, we know that you also are continually to work out things and put people where they need to be. And Lord, we believe it and we thank you, God. Keep her safe. Keep your hand on her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give Martha a hand. Amen. And while she's going down, can I just say something real quick about the praise team? I hadn't said anything in a while. Y'all can go on down if y'all want to, have to hug or whatever, um, real quick. Um, you know, uh, before COVID and before, whenever I first came here, there were like three people up there. Hey, that's all good. I'll worship with one. I'll worship by myself if I got to. But, you know, um, anytime, and I used to say it all the time before COVID, so I'm going to get back and say it. If you feel like you want to be on the praise team, please just talk to me, okay? Now, it's a commitment. It really is, because everybody ain't going to want to get here at 8.30 on Sunday mornings. So if that cuts you out, then I guess that cuts you out. However, you know, there is a thing called a sacrifice of praise. It doesn't always mean what you think it means. So if it's sacrificing about an hour of sleep on Sunday mornings, 
trust you be tired when this is all over with because you've been up so early and you've been here and we be working. Uh, I, my, sorry, my language is just so, my grammar is terrible. Anyway, listen, it's a commitment. I'm just going to say that. We want it full now. When Doug Jolly was here, that man that prophesied that it was full, listen, I'm used to a full choir just like he said. That's what we came from. I'm ready for it. I'm used to a choir, Bigfoot, that's, that's my sweet spot. Okay, but you know what? Until you get there, you rock what you got. You know what I'm saying? So if there's two people up there at 45, you just do what you do because he's worthy, not because we got enough people, but because he's worthy, right? So anybody who wants to join up there and get in the choir, listen. And let me say one other thing real quick. If you up there to be heard and for people to go, girl, you sounded good, that ain't for you. It's not about that. If you need to get that fixed, VFW around here at Corner's got karaoke every Thursdays. Okay. <laughs> Get your fix of performing and being seen in spotlight right there. That's not this. We just want to worship Jesus. That's all we want to do. So if you're interested, let me know. Yes, that, listen, we practice at 830 on Sunday mornings for an hour so that you don't have to come out a whole nother night during the week and practice. It's the only time everybody can be there at one time and not interfere with work schedules. That's the main reason we do it. So if you're interested, let me know. I'd love to have you. Like I said, I'll rock it with three or with 300. Let's just do what we got to do. Amen. Y'all are awesome. Love y'all. Good, good, good. Can you hear me online? Is it working? Good. Awesome. Um, hello, everyone. Good morning. Um, before we get into things today, first off, you're a nut. Oh, my goodness. I can't, I, I can't wear her sometimes. Um, but there, there's some very heartbreaking news, but also exciting news. I got a good bit of text yesterday that Brother Mel Atkinson passed away yesterday. Um, Mr. Mel meant a whole lot to me. I loved him so much. He was just one of those people who walks in the room, the whole room lights up. Um, his testimonies were incredible. Just, you know, he's already in his older age when we moved here, and every time he would be able to make it to church, he would share a testimony from his life. And that always meant the world to me just to see his witness and his testimony for his whole life. Um, me and Pastor Charlie will be going out there to be with the family today at 4 p.m. So y'all please be praying for us. And I would like to just say a quick prayer for the family real quick. So if you guys would bow your heads with me. Lord God, we thank you for the life, witness, and testimony of Brother Mel Atkinson, Lord God. Thank you for the showing of his faithfulness, Lord God, that everyone around him could see that he loved Jesus and that the Holy Spirit flowed through him. So, Lord God, we thank you for his life. Lord God, we thank you for the, the fact that he is now with you face to face, but he's also with Miss Clara again. And that beautiful marriage is reunited in heaven. So, Lord God, we just thank you for his life. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would comfort and counsel his family, Lord God, that you would give them peace, that such a beloved man is now gone, but he is now with the Lord. So, Lord, please, please just be with that family. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, this is another one of those Sundays where I'm not quite sure what the Holy Spirit wants me to say, but we're going to flow with it, and we're going to see what he uh, wants to do here. The word that he laid on my heart is actually a Greek word. It's koinonia, and I know you can see koinonia ministries all over the place, and it's, it's a gathering. They have koinonia club, and it's like a little koinonia choir, and all these things. But that word actually translates to a couple different words, but mainly in the scripture, it's translated to fellowship. Now, in the American church, we have used the word fellowship way too lightly. Fellowship is more than a get-together. It's doing life together. Amen? And the church in America, guys, I'm going to be honest, and this church is what we, and myself, 
myself included, we don't always do the best at loving one another. We don't. We don't. I, I'm, like I said, I am one of these. I don't, I don't always reach out to people like I should. I don't always approach people like I should. Right? And that, that's humanity. But these are things we have to work on. And we talk about growth and we talk about going to this next level. But there, there are things and steps we have to take to get to this next level. And really functioning, we're about to get into it, but really functioning in koinonia fellowship is one thing we have to step into because I don't, a lot of you may know Greek or a little bit of Greek. One Greek word can mean a whole phrase. One Greek word can translate into a whole paragraph. So the thing is, we have to understand that our English isn't nearly dynamic enough to translate what this word actually means. So we're going to get in it together. And by the end of this service, I want us to, to make a pledge together. We pledged our allegiance to Yahweh last week, and it was amazing. There was breakthrough last week. There's a little bit of struggle today, but I feel like we're going to break through that. But we really have to engage and lock in because you're not just here to get served. We're here to fight a battle. We're here to engage the enemy because there's nothing more the enemy would love to keep you isolated, to keep you detached from the body of Christ. What is a finger without the whole body? You are just one part. If you try to do it by yourself, you are going to fail. And that's a fact. If we read scripture, it clearly shows that one body part cannot function fully in ministry like it was supposed to. We all make one body. And this is really weighing heavy on my heart because I see it all over the place. And just because you have a gathering of 500, 600, 700 people, that doesn't mean there's true koinonia fellowship. It's different. So we're going to look at the, the, the working definition because it's such a dynamic word that it's translated into four different ways. And it's over 19 times in the New Testament Greek Bible. Okay. The working definition. You guys write this down because this is extremely important for us going forward. Koinonia fellowship. It means the dynamic and interactive relationship between God and believers who are sharing in new life through Jesus Christ. That, that's a lot from one word, isn't it? That's a, that's a lot from one word. But this is what fellowship truly is. And if we don't see it in our church, then we are not currently functioning in Koinonia Fellowship. Once again, the dynamic and interactive relationship. So what is dynamic? It means multifaceted, right? You're not a one-trick pony. You can do multiple things, correct? So it's not just one bland thing, but also it's interactive. You can't sit by and take part in this. You can't come to be served and take part in this. You have to give something back to this. It's interactive, that takes two, right? Two or more to be interactive. Relationship between God and believers, correct? Who are we here for? God, to worship God, to praise God. And we are connected through who? Jesus. Amen? We are connected through Jesus. And I love when Paul writes, and it's the Christians from Macedonia, sending money to the Christians in Jerusalem. Guys, they had nothing in common. The Christians in Macedonia were Gentiles. The Christians in Jerusalem were what? Jews. But what were they connected through? Jesus. So what does that mean for everyone in this room? We may be extremely different. We may be from different denominational backgrounds. We may be from different traditions. We may be from different cultures, different ethnicities. But what connects all of us? Jesus. It's Jesus. That's what connects us together. All right, our main passage today, you can go ahead and write down the main passage. It's 1 John 1, 1 through 7. 
All right, and I, I, have, I have the first two verses up on the board that we're going to get into. Or you can go ahead and turn your Bibles. I want you to write this down because our main passage that we're focusing in is 1 John 1, 1 through 7. And I want you to keep that definition in your mind when we're reading through this and we're going to see how it works. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. Who's the word of life? Jesus. The life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father, was manifested to us. So what is this telling us? What are these first two verses telling us? This is John's first-hand witness of the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. Jesus is real, and Jesus is alive. This is, this is, y'all, this is about 40 to 50 years after Jesus died on the cross. So John is writing to a whole new generation. It's kind of like the same thing we talked about with Moses, talking to a whole new generation. So John is saying, I saw it. I handled it with my hands. I touched him. I saw him. I heard him. Face to face, Jesus is real and Jesus is alive. Amen? He's not some myth. He wasn't just something people made up. He is real and he is alive. And John is testifying about this. Why? He's testifying of his fellowship with Jesus Christ the Messiah, the manifested word of life that brought eternal life. It's a testimony of Jesus, right? That from which they heard in the Old Testament which their ancestors spoke to them, they have now seen and they have been with him. And now they're declaring eternal life is here for all believers. All right, 1 John 1, 3 through 4. That which we have seen and heard, we what? We declare to you. That you, may, that you also may have what? Fellowship with us. Who, who is you? Who is you? That's us that we may have fellowship with them. All right, we're going to get into it. And truly our what? Fellowship is with who? The Father. And with who? His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, so what? That your joy may be full. What are these verses telling us? Why is he declaring this to us? So that we can share in fellowship. Keep that definition in your head, okay? Two simple steps to this. Believe what they said, believe what he said, believe what he said he did, and participate. We make it so hard sometimes that we just want to read scripture and know all these theological madness and constantly be debating other Christians. Y'all, Christians fight other Christians more than anyone else fights anybody in the whole world. And I'm going to be honest, what is it? This is like Gay Pride Month, right? Um, the Gay Pride people have better fellowship than the church does. Am I wrong? They rally together. Thousands and thousands of people in the streets. If one person disrespects one of them online, they're all on top of your head. Why don't the Christians defend Christians? We're too worried about predestination and non-predestination and free will and non-free will that we're, we can't even talk to one another. And there's no koinonia within the church. And the world has deeper koinonia without God in it, obviously, than we do. Because they have a dynamic relationship that's interactive. Do you guys see what I'm saying? 
The world is currently functioning the way the church was always meant to. And they're rallying against things that aren't true and don't matter, but we have the living God living within our souls as the Holy Spirit, and we can't even come together to worship. We can't rally behind one another when someone's in surgery. When someone has no money, we don't give to one another. Or we're too afraid to because we can't trust our own congregation. And the world stands stronger together than we do. Why do you think the world doesn't come running to us? They see us fighting and falling more than any other group. Who would want to join a group that can't even stand on its own two feet for more than a year without people leaving, without there being fights in the churches, splits, people leaving for other denominations, people having no loyalty and commitment to a specific body of Christ? How could we expect people to come and commit themselves when we don't even commit to what's happening here? And I understand we got lives outside this church. But you know what? Your job is not your life. Your extracurricular activities are not your life. The church of Jesus Christ is your life. Your allegiance is only to one thing. You can't have split allegiance. We talked about it last week. Either your allegiance is to Yahweh or it's not. So when we make priorities above Yahweh, which being at church is one of them, being with the congregation, Scripture says, scripture says do not forsake the gathering of the brethren like so many have in these days. Has that changed? And I'm not saying it's bad to be online. If that's your only option, please, please join us. That's amazing. But we as the body of Christ, we as crossroads, we got to do better. Myself included, I got to do better for you guys. I got to reach out to you guys more. I got to build stronger, deeper relationships with you guys. And it starts with leadership, but you can't just leave it at the leadership level. And that's where we have fallen short in America. We expect the leadership to do everything. everything. To build the relationship, to foster the relationship, to give you an awesome lesson, to give you an awesome service, to give you awesome possibilities in the church, awesome outreach, awesome worship. And we sit and we... We, we take in, but we don't participate in what is functioning here. Could you imagine it? Who has read the book of Acts? Raise your hands. Even the first 10 chapters. How would the church of that day feel about the church now? How, how would they feel? You can answer out loud if you'd like. They wouldn't recognize it. They wouldn't recognize it. They wouldn't even think we were the same church. They would say, wait, which, which Jesus are you talking about? And it's sad, and I'm not trying to be mean. I'm heartbroken. Because what I want better for this ministry. We can do better. I know we can do better. This isn't the end. This is the beginning of something new. But we have to buy into this concept of dynamic, interactive relationship with one another. Where we participate. We show up. We're present. We contribute to the ministries. We serve with our God-given abilities and giftings. And we share in the same life and death of Jesus Christ, who connects all of us. And if that's the only thing I said today, that would be enough. Why? Because he is enough. The fact that Jesus, I shouldn't even have to be saying these things, because the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose from the grave, gave us all grace to be entered into the fold, I shouldn't have to say any of this. That is enough. He is enough.
But that, that's, not what, that's not what the American church is preaching to you. It's how can you be a better person? How can we be stronger mentally and physically? And all these things, it's self-help. It's not soul help. What, what does the leadership of this church want to do? We want to see you go further in Christ because there's so much more. He is always enough. He will always be enough. He is more than enough. But we have to go deeper. Anyone who's been on Wednesday nights, yo, we're going deeper in the word. Those teachings ain't no joke. And I'm telling you, I, I, I am giving you guys surplus scripture reference. Why? I'm talking, y'all, 40 plus scripture reference per lesson, per teaching. Why? Because I want to see you go deeper. The American church is currently biblically illiterate. Probably will never open their Old Testament, ever. They'll read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, maybe Romans, Acts, yeah, and the Psalms. That was probably the only thing they were ever open. Is that what God intended for his people? He didn't. He never intended us to stay in the form of infancy. He wanted us to become mature, strong believers. How can we stand with the weak if we ourselves are weak? If we are limping along, how can we help someone else up who is limping along? The world needs, hear me out, the world needs mature believers. They need it, whether they will realize it or not, the world needs us. I'm not going to lie, it's pretty cool because we're basically superheroes. I'm just being honest. The Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts, like basically superpowers to do these things. And I don't understand how we think Christianity is boring. We have the spirit of the living God inside of us to empower us to do these amazing things. 1 John 1, 5 through 6. This is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you. Heard from who? Jesus. Heard it from Jesus with their own ears. That God is what? Light. And in him there is no what? At all. At all. Not even a shadow. Nothing. If we say that we have what? With him and walk in what? We lie and do not practice the what? Truth. There's a lot of churches who are covered in a shadow. And we're walking in darkness but hiding our darkness. There's a difference between sinning and living in sin. We will sin to the day we die. I'm sorry to tell you. It'll get less and less. It'll get less and less. But you will never be perfected until you meet the Lord face to face. There's a difference between living in sin and hiding that and living in that and having those deep, dark, shameful condemnations holding you back. It's different. And if we are living in sin, we do not have fellowship with him. Who says that? The word says that. That's not me. And what did I say earlier in worship? Every single person matters. Achan's sin when he took what he wasn't supposed to take made all of Israel be disciplined by the Lord because of what that one man did. It takes one person living in darkness to hold back the whole congregation. It takes one person living in darkness for us not to have Cornelia fellowship. I'm not saying, I'm not saying we won't go forward. It'll hinder us. So this pledge together today is going to be deep because if we say we're pledged to Yahweh, we should be fully on board with this concept. 
Because a lot of you said, yes, I will pledge my allegiance to Yahweh in this ministry last Sunday. Or did you forget? I'm just being honest. Because what I say, this is battle, and all the leadership of this house knows we have been facing spiritual warfare. Pastor Betty in a specific ministry, we have been facing spiritual warfare since the moment I said something. My bad, y'all, because that always happens. But I knew the moment that I said we're engaging, because, y'all, we've been sitting on the bench too long. Coach, put us in. We've been sitting back way too long. It's time for us to do something more. And when I said that, already happened to me. The moment I, the moment I started this battle, y'all, I've been in spiritual warfare for about two and a half months now. And it ain't easy. It's hard, y'all. It's real hard. But when we are committed to the Lord and committed to each other, we don't just have Yahweh backing us. We have each other backing us up. Mm. Mm. Y'all, we, we got to get this. We got to get this. Verse 7. But if we walk in light, as he is in light, we have fellowship with one another. And the what? The blood of Jesus Christ. What, what does it do? From how, what, which sins? All sins. Let's read that one more time. Verse 7. Y'all, you realize, you realize this is like, this is one sentence, right? This one, so what does it mean? It all goes together. All this, all this correlates. Let's read it again. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have what? With who? And what happens when we do that? Cleanses us from all sins. This happens when we are in full fellowship with each other. Let, let's go back to uh, verse 4 real quick. Verse 4. These things I write to you, that your joy may be full. Do you know why you see so many miserable Christians? You see, like, have y'all ever heard why? Why do Christians look so mad all the time? I mean, some of y'all kind of look mad right now. I'm just being honest. Can, can we smile? I think that's, it's serious, but in a good way. I ain't telling you your puppy just got ran over. Like, this is a good thing. If y'all want to go forward, this is a real good thing. I don't know why we look so mad right now. Dang, look, Jesus, give the people some freedom. There's freedom in this house. It's because when you don't have koinonia fellowship with other believers, your joy is not full. You see, guys, we can't read one passage and not connect it to the rest of Scripture. Scripture tells us your joy will be full in Jesus. But what would you have to do? You have to have relationships with people. You have to. If you, guys, I'm telling you, if you come to this church every Sunday and you sit and you partake, yes, you are saved because you believe in Jesus Christ. But your life will never be fulfilled if you don't talk to the next person beside you and build a relationship. It's a fact. It's not going to happen. If you come and sit and you just listen and then you leave, your life will not be full. You're going to struggle. You're going to have anxiety. You may even be a little bit depressed. Come from someone who dealt with depression until I actually got involved in church. There's fullness of joy in relationship. When you are connected to other believers through Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, y'all got to smile more. I'm going to have a sign like my dad used to have, but it's going to say smile more. <laughs> y'all make me nervous. Y'all just staring at me like that. I'm like, why, why, they, why are they mad at me? I didn't say anything. If we walk in the light, we share in fellowship with God and each other through Jesus Christ where there is forgiveness of sin. 
Can I tell y'all a secret? We heal together. We were designed to heal together. If God never meant that way, he would just left, left Adam by himself forever. One would have been good enough. But he knew that man and woman, all people needed each other. Because we heal together. Guys, I have gone through things only my wife could help me heal with. We heal together. And when, when we divorce this concept and we do it on our own, that's when you see people stuck living in sin because they were never able to get past it because they don't have a relationship with people who have been through what they've been through. Older people in this church, 40 and up, for us younger people, y'all have been through things. We are not even at that stage in life yet. Right. We need you. Right. And you guys need us to show you a different way than it's always been done. We need each other. We need each other. And so many times in churches, we, we section off the age groups, generations. We section them off and they don't really interact with one another. We need each other. Older generation, you need to know just because it's tradition doesn't make it right. Younger generation, you need to know when you're being really stupid and you need to stop. We need each other. We are connected through Jesus. If that's all we have, that is enough. We are co-heirs with Christ. What does that mean? We're siblings. Bradley, you're my brother. Miss Donna, you're my sister. That's kind of weird, you know, because I'm just playing. <laughs> I got to stop. I got to stop. No, we're connected, right? Spiritual brothers and sisters. I give you scripture, scripture reference right there. We are spiritual brothers and sisters. What fellowship can light have with darkness? Guys, I'm going to be real. I see some people triggered on Facebook and make these posts about things that don't matter, but then I see what TV shows you're watching, and I'm like, you're worried about that, but you're allowing darkness to live inside your life. But the problem is we, we want to compartmentalize our life with Jesus. We want to keep it to Sunday services and church events, but our whole life, oh, I can take a break. I'll just watch this so my mind can rest. It's all connected. When you let darkness in your life in one area, it's going to creep in, and it's going to creep in, and it's going to continue to do so. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to start getting used to it. And you're going to start pulling back a little more, and a little more, and a little more. Christians, we have to guard our hearts and our minds. We've got to conform our minds to Scripture more than we do television shows, more than we do entertainment, more than we do social media. We've got to cover our minds. And we're God, guys, we're children of God. We are children of light. If you walk in light, you have to walk a certain way. You have to be a certain way. Your brothers and sisters in the faith need you to be a certain way. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about any of us. We don't do what we do, or at least we're not supposed to, for ourselves. We, if anything, when we're bettering ourselves, we're doing it for you. I am bettering myself as a leader for you guys. Not because I just want to be an amazing leader, but because I want to see you guys go to a level you've never even imagined possible to go to. To see things you never imagined to see. To hear the voice of God like you never imagined to hear him. But that takes us holding ourselves to a certain standard. Fellowship is more than a get-together. It is doing life together. We participate, we contribute, and we share. But that takes everybody. Do we understand that? 
you, every, every ear in here, this is what this ministry is doing forward. And if you love it, amazing. This is your place. But you have to decide in your heart, is this what you want? If you just want to come and sit and be served, this is not the place for you. Because we're about to be holding every single person in this building to a higher standard of living for God. Which is going to take sacrifice, and it's going to take service. And y'all, I don't know if y'all know this, but this is a Pentecostal church. Did did y'all know that? Y'all, we're about to be seeing signs and wonders, and if you're not comfortable with that. But what does that mean? That means we got to fight, y'all. Y'all, there's a group of like 60 to 70 people in here. If 10 of you are on board, that means 70 to 60 more people are not. So you know what? Those of you who are on board, let's fight harder. Let's expect those people who are not, because I know some of you aren't on board. I can tell. I have the spirit of discernment. Y'all heard of that spiritual gift? That's all up inside of me. (laughs) Y'all think I don't know. But y'all, we got to get on board. And y'all, the church isn't the same as it used to be. I'm not Tim Hodge. I don't know if y'all noticed, but I'm not Tim Hodge. (laughs) I mean, same last name, different first name. (laughs) We're not Weight Watchers? I don't know. This is a different church. Preaching and teaching is going to be different. It's different. Different isn't bad. Different can take you to a place you've never been before. And if we focus in, and if we take notes during the teachings, and if we ponder these notes, and if we focus on them, and we pour into God, and let God pour into us, and if we give our time of him, you are going to find yourself in places you never imagined. Ministering to people you never imagined possible. And not only will your life be enhanced, but your ministry for the Lord will be enhanced. Two things that cannot be found in this house of the Lord. Gossip and cliques have no place here. They have no place here. I'm not saying any of you do this. I'm letting you know right now we're not going to have any part of this. These are spirits of division that do nothing but tear people apart. If someone confides in you their business, lock that junk up, throw away the key. Because I'm letting you all know, church discipline, not in, oh, you're in trouble, will be a thing here. We're not having any part of this. Because for a church to grow, we have to be together. And if you're going around spatting out people's business, you are tearing down your fellow believer, and that is a sin. That is a sin. Clicks also. I understand a lot of us in here are family. But let's talk to other people. Let's build relationship with other people besides our little clan. We can do it. And if so many of you say you want to grow, then we got to make these changes to grow. And y'all, y'all realize, I'm just talking to y'all, our congregation right now. This, this is more of a talk than anything. For us to go, I'm going to get into some preaching stuff later. I'm laying the groundwork so y'all aren't freaked out when I do start preaching the word, like preaching, preaching. All right, I'm letting y'all know now. I'm talking because y'all are my family. And what does it say about man who doesn't have his house in check? This is my house. And if I don't have this house in check, what does that say about me as a leader? Y'all are my family. Y'all understand that, right? We are family now. Real, this is real family. We hurt together. We love together. We fight together. All right, I'm letting y'all know. If someone comes at y'all, I'm going to fight. Now, I'm not, y'all not saying about me beating people up. Come on now. I saw, I saw some of y'all's faces. All right, I'm going to fight on your behalf because I love you. I love all of you. This is a talk we have to have. 
Gossip is a sin. Favoritism, partiality is a sin. It is. Paul writes and he says, when people come into your church, if one person is all dressed up, has all this amazing clothes, blingage, you know, jewelry, and he comes in front of you, you give him the best seat in the house. But the person who comes in with rags, if you sit him in the back because he's not appealing, that is a sin. There will be no favoritism in this house. There's no favoritism with God. There'll be no favoritism in this house. James 1.26, this is a hard truth, but it's the Bible. So if you want to get mad, get mad at the Bible. If anyone thinks he is religious without controlling his tongue, his religion is useless and he deceives himself. Don't get mad at me. That's, that's the Bible. Write that down. Ponder on that. That's the Bible. That ain't Josiah. Here we go. The church. Write this down, y'all, because this, this is going to be us. This is what we are striving for, but we have to make these steps. The church, a hospital for the sick and the broken. That is what I see as being. A hospital for the sick and the broken. But what happens when they walk in? Y'all, we got to love them. We got to love them. We got to open our hearts and open our lives and love people. Sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. Y'all, sometimes it's uncomfortable building relationships with people. That's a fact. But once you break through, it's always worth it. It's always worth it. We are designed to heal together. Let's read, let's read some scripture, shall we? Colossians 3.13. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. We heal together. We're designed to heal together. Galatians 6.2. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If we're not strong, how can we carry someone else's burdens? we got to be strong, mature believers. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another toward love and good deeds. Y'all, if we're gossiping and have clicks, it ain't going to work. What does it say? And let us consider how we may spur. What does that mean? Push each other forward on toward the love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Guys, we need y'all to be here. Do you know how encouraging it is for your pastor to see your face? I don't know if anyone's ever told you that. It's amazing that some of you guys choose to watch online sometimes, but seeing you in person is so much better. I'm just being honest. If you can be here, it's amazing just to see you here. Not because the church is full, but because in in person is so much different. It's so much more personal. We as, believe it or not, guys, I know we're in in the year 2021, but we weren't made to stare at computers all day. Humans were alive for about 10,000 years before computers ever showed themselves on this earth. So we were designed for this. 1 Peter 4, 8 through 11. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. We are designed to heal together. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Mm. Each one of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Wow, what does that say? Use the gift you have to serve who? Others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. I said this uncommon, but I said, if, if we are entrusted with an investment from God, our spiritual gifts, but if we never use them, we are wasting God's investment in our lives. You want to answer God face to face one day and say, hey, God, I know I, I wasted your investment, but what's up? We, y'all, we got to reinstate the fear of the Lord in Christians again. You do know one day you will see him face to face. 
and you have to give an answer for all the things you did. Yes, you were covered by the blood of Jesus. But when you're a Christian, you still have to answer for all the things you said and did and did not do. That's heavy. Because that means if you came in your whole life and just sat in church, he's going to look at you and say, but I gave you, so, y'all, there is so much inside of y'all y'all don't even know about. There are spiritual gifts inside of you have never even opened up. You understand the Holy Spirit gives you a gift and it's your choice to open the package or not. Some of y'all have, some of y'all have gifts lasted up from the past 20 years that you haven't even opened yet. They're just sitting under your tree. And you look like a bunch of hoarders in your spirit. Clean out that clutter. Open the packages. Let the Holy Spirit work in your life. Mm. John 13, 35. By this, all will know that you are my disciples. If what? If you have love for one another. Jesus said that to his disciples. He said, this is how people are going to know you. By this, by the way you love one another. And y'all, we know the disciples disagreed a lot. But unity is so much stronger than a disagreement. Love holds so much stronger together than a disagreement and an argument. Y'all, read read the Gospels. They did not like each other very often. They were fighting for the number one position. And Jesus said what? The first shall be last and the last shall be first. He said, those in the world seek the greatest position, but it shall not be so among you. Tells us to outdo one another in servanthood. I don't know if y'all receive anything, but y'all, this is the Holy Spirit because I don't even know what I was going to say today. But this is for this church. Y'all understand, I'm not just preaching to the wide world. A lot of pastors do that. They just speak some generic message. You, this house, I'm the leader of this house. I'm stewarding this house for the Lord. Yes, the world is important, but what we do here is what we're going to answer for. Where you were, where you were present, where you gave your time to, this is what we are going to answer to. And so what, what, what was the point of this today? What was the point of this today? Because if we're going to go into battle, we talked about this last week. I'm not, I'm not going into battle with someone I don't trust. I'm not fighting with you if I don't trust you. Pastor Betty, trust me and Pastor Charlie. And we had a good conversation yesterday. And we are believing and we are fighting spiritual war. Why? Because she trusts us. But if I don't trust you, I'm never going to tell you the spiritual warfare I'm going through. Because I don't trust you to fight with me. Do you know how often on Facebook or a text message someone sends a prayer request and they say, praying, but that person never, never sought God on that person's behalf. One of the worst things you can ever do is say you're praying for someone and never do it. You have to answer for that. So if I don't trust you, I ain't going into battle with you. I'm not fighting with you. I will fight for you, but I ain't letting you back me up. I will back you up all day of the week. But you ain't backing me up unless I trust you. You ain't going to know what I'm going through. Why am I saying that? We are family. Brothers and sisters, through and in Christ. If you can't trust family, who can you trust? So if there are people in our congregation struggling and y'all don't trust us enough to tell us, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I have seemed unapproachable or untrustworthy. But I want that to change. And if you're hurting, I want you to tell me. And if you're struggling, I want you to tell me. Because if you can't trust your family, who can you trust? It's more than just blood, y'all. It's the Spirit, the Holy Spirit who indwells all believers. It's more than blood. 
It's actually, it's actually deeper than blood. What does, that, what, does it say about the, what does that say about the Word of God and the Holy Spirit? It pierces deeper than bone and marrow, deeper than blood. And today, I want us to pledge to one another. We're going to pray. And if you want to pledge this to one another to let other people know that this is what you're, I want you to stand up when we're praying. And I want other people to know they can trust you. This isn't embarrassing. You're letting, you're letting your family know they can trust you. But do we trust one more than another enough to stand up and not be embarrassed? Y'all, it blows my mind that adults are embarrassed sometimes, like to stand up in church or to raise your hand. I'm like, dang, that was like me in fifth grade elementary school. We don't got to be embarrassed in front of each other. We're family. How many of y'all have done some stupid stuff in front of your family? Like, you just act goofy. Like, you're just goofy in front of your family. We're family, y'all. We're family. All right, so if you want to, I'm about to pray. If if y'all want to take, if y'all want to take part in this prayer and you want to commit, y'all, but I'm telling you, once you commit, you got to be in it. And if you don't, that's up to you. But if you're going to commit to build relationship, if you're going to commit to the vision of this house of intentionally building unity and crossroads, I want to see y'all talking to people after church. I want to, uh, it starts now. I don't, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I, I, I'm a little gung-ho. And when I say it, it's going to happen. So if I say I'm about it, I'm about it. But I need to know that you also are about it. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and close my eyes. Y'all, you can stand up if you want to take part in this. But we're going to pray. You keep your eyes closed. You can open them. I don't care. But I'm going to raise my hands. And I'm just going to, God, thank you for this day. Thank you for a body of believers that we can come together And we can love one another because why? We have fellowship, dynamic, interactive fellowship with God, with one another through Jesus Christ, through the blood that was spilled on the cross. And yeah, this wasn't your traditional Pentecostal yellow nellum sermon, but that's okay because this is a different season and God, you are doing a different thing. So Lord God, I just pray that you would empower the hearts of believers to to, to do what they're pledging right now to be a safe place for one another, that we can heal together, that we will trust each other enough to go to battle, that we will share our heartache and our pains. And Lord God, if someone's standing and they're just doing it because everyone else is, Lord God, deal with their heart. Because this isn't a game. I don't know where we got caught in this mentality of Christianity where this is some only some part of your life. This is your life. Jesus Christ is your life. You have died with Christ and now you live with Christ. And the Holy Spirit dwells within your body. This isn't a game. This isn't even you anymore. It's Jesus who lives. We are walking dead. We are zombies. We have died to sin and now we are alive to Christ. So Holy Spirit, empower every believer in this building. Empower us to do what we are pledging to do, to be there for each other. To truly share in koinonia fellowship where we don't just do a get-together or a potluck dinner, but that we do life together. It is so much more. And Lord God, if we don't have koinonia fellowship in our lives, then we will never be full of joy like you want us to be. Having a relationship with you is incredible. You also meant for us to have relationships with others. We were made for relationships. Pastor Tim always said it's all about relationships. But Lord God, if our relationships are superficial, then they are not pleasing to you. Lord God, you want us to go deeper in this ministry, but it starts with a loyalty to one another. It starts with us battling with one another, Lord God, because if if we have this battle plan, but only 10 people take part, Lord God, it's going to be hard to fight. But you know what? Those of us who are committed, we will fight. And we will not back down because we know you are greater and you are light. And in you, there is no darkness at all. So Holy Spirit, I pray you would make us true children of light. 
like the scripture says. Make us true children of light that we would watch our lives and that we would not compartmentalize anything. That you would be our all in all and that we would filter everything we see, everything we hear, and everything we do through the lens of you, Lord Jesus. That we would truly be a set-apart people that love you. That people would be drawn and they would know us. Oh, we know Crossroads because they love one another. We know that church because their fellowship is amazing. Because they just love each other. And everyone who walks in the door can't help but feel so loved. So Holy Spirit, I lay it, I laid it at your feet because only you can change hearts. Holy Spirit, only you can penetrate the heart. My words are going to fall on deaf ears unless you are the ones making them soar. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for this day. And we thank you for the breakthrough that's happening now, for the breakthrough that happened last week, but the breakthrough that is coming to the fact where the spiritual warfare becomes easier because we have more joining the fight. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would make yourself so real to people today, that they would understand that spiritual warfare isn't just some concept, isn't just something you find in the Bible, but that it is happening all around us every single day. And the church said, amen. Well, guys, I don't know about you, but I feel encouraged. The Holy Spirit's working, but we have to allow him to work. Church, y'all, church doesn't have to be some entertainment all the time. We can have a talk that is needed to be had. Didn't any of you growing up, did you have a talk with your mom or dad that wasn't fun, but it was so needed and it made you a better adult when you got older? I want to make you better adult Christians. But we got to be committed. I love you guys today. Say hello to your neighbors. Talk to them. I don't know how y'all feel about the social distancing. Shake a hand. Give a high five. Give an air bump. We love each other. I love you guys. Pastor Betty, do you have food? There's food in the outreach center. I love you guys. Let's love each other and let's go forward in the ministry. Amen.